fighting for freedom every day. They are absolutely desperate to pretend the last four years never happened and for them to go back to what they like to do before, which is create these massive spending bills to pretend that it's really, really important to you when you only get about 5% of what's in the bill and they can't do it because we're aware of it. We're paying attention to it and they don't like that. This is The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Well, hello there. Welcome into The Voice of Reason. It is a brand new week, and boy, do we have a lot to get to today. It's crunch time for many individuals. Here on the show, it's crunch time for Joe Biden, though. He's got a couple of weeks before he's got to fly out and talk about all the grand things his administration's doing. Is he going to get it done, or will it be a big flop like the past eight months of his administration so far? I don't know. We'll leave that up. That one up to you. Hey, welcome into the show. It's the Voice of Reason. I am Andy Hoosier, broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas, on our flagship radio station all over the country. Radio, TV, live streaming, and podcasting. However you watch or listen, wherever you may be, we appreciate you very, very much. Your millennial general reporting for duty. We got a show lined up for you today. We got a whole week lined up for you today. We got a heck of a two or three weeks lined up for you today. I am booked out on guests with like two and a half to three weeks right now. It is amazing. I love getting so many people on and new people as well. Like today, John Moody. He is the former executive vice president of Fox News. Yeah, he'll be on the show. Also author of the new book, Of Course They Knew, as he talks about his latest book on COVID-19, the China virus, as Donald Trump liked to say, the China virus, where it came from, why the media knew about it, and why they tried to hide it and change it and manipulate it and use it for their own personal gain. Shocker, right? I know. So we'll talk with John Moody about that coming up at the bottom of the hour. You can also follow us all over our social media, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, twitch.tv, Instagram, ourfreedombook.com, and TikTok, all of them with the handle at Hoosier Reason, and of course the website at HoosierReason.com. It's crunch time for the Biden administration. Will he be able to salvage a little bit of his legacy for the first year of his administration? Now, I'm not talking about him trying to act tough like he has since, I don't know, since the whole Afghanistan crisis. To heed the timeless advice from Teddy Roosevelt, speak softly and carry a big stick. Do End you? End quote. I promise you, the president has a big stick. <laughs> uh, now, that was during the Barack Obama reign, but now he's, he probably wouldn't even be able to do that sentence without stumbling all over himself. But now we, we're getting ready to go to the European Union, apparently, and work on some World Leader Summit things with him and talking about some of his climate change initiatives. Now, the problem is, is that he wants the federal budget done by then because that way he can say, look what America's doing. Not what I'd like to do, but it's being stopped because it's a massive overhaul of the system and complete control of the entire economy and a complete like fascist regime of a takeover in the United States. He can't say that. Of he's hoping it's going to happen. He wants to go there and say, boom, it's over. It's done. This is what we're doing because we are the world leaders on the uh, world summit. Is he going to do it? Probably not. But that's what he's hoping for. So he's really pushing for this whole federal budget to get through. We'll give you some updates on that one. A lot of times, unfortunately, today we're going to spend a lot of time on COVID. I know you're probably burned out on some COVID issues, but at the same time, it is kind of like the biggest issue of our age. So we're going to continue to focus on a lot of this. First and foremost, Colin Powell, thoughts and prayers to his family as he has passed away. Now, again, this is a perfect example of the mainstream media lying of manipulating, of abusing, and taking 5% that's accurate and then blowing it out of proportion. Colin Powell, for those of you that don't know, former Secretary of State, 
uh, and chairman of the Joint Chief of Staffs all the way back when. He worked under the Bush administration. He worked under the Obama administration. I think he's also been involved with some of the other ones as well. And he passed away. Now, the media and they say the family say it's COVID-19 related. It was COVID-related. It was a COVID, what did they say, some type of COVID-related death. Okay, but he had cancer. Not only did he have cancer, he had a cancer that was compromising his immune system. Now, they say that he was vaccinated for COVID-19, which I find ironic because why would you vaccinate someone who doesn't have an immune system? For anyone who even knows the basics of a vaccine, you use the vaccine to boost your immune system. I know someone uh, very close that actually got the vaccine, and this was after they said that you have to in order, you have to get the vaccine in order for you to get a dose of chemo because we need to do chemo, blast your immune system, kill it off, and regrow it. But in order before we can do that, we really encourage you to get the COVID-19 vaccine. This is how stupid we've come in the healthcare industry because anybody that knows even the basics like myself who doesn't know, obviously not a doctor, haven't studied medical things, but I do understand that vaccines work with your immune system to let your immune system understand when the virus comes in contact with you, you know how to respond to it. If you don't have an immune system, then the vaccine is completely useless and it doesn't do you any good. It can make you feel better like you got it, but it doesn't do anything. Point in case, Colin Powell died from cancer that was shooting his immune system to be completely null and void even after getting the vaccine and ended up dying. Now, the media is saying it's from COVID. Now, I don't know the details of his cancer, so I can't say for certain, but I'm pretty sure that uh, according to a source, according to CNN, bleh, CNN, familiar source with the matter, said that Powell had mul uh, multiple myeloma, a cancer of plasma cells that suppresses the body's immune system. Even if fully vaccinated against COVID-19, those who are un uh, immune compromised are at risk, greater risk from the virus. Yeah, because the vaccine works with your immune system, which means you have to have a healthy one, which means you probably would be able to fight it off decently with a natural immune system. And then when you boost it up even more with a vaccine, if that's what you choose to do, then that's how it works. But if you have multiple myeloma, and it suppresses the body's immune system, it's not COVID that killed you. It was cancer. That's like saying I got shot multiple times, but I died from blood loss. Does that make any sense? Yeah, you got COVID. COVID was the final straw in the situation, but he had cancer that was suppressing his immune system, which means he either would have died by cancer already, or he could have gotten the flu and he could have died, which essentially was just a stronger version of the flu, which was COVID-19. So thoughts and prayers of the family, but let's be realistic about this, shall we? I don't mean to belittle here because I'm not trying to do that in any way, shape, or form. I'm frustrated with how the media is portraying, oh, Colin Powell died from COVID-19. Yeah, I died from, uh, you know, I died from blood loss, but that's hardly the point when I have eight bullet wounds in me, is it not? It's unbelievable how much we try to twist it, and they say that's what the family came out with. I don't know whether that's true or not, but thoughts and prayers to him. It's just sad that this is so manipulated. But the battle is on. The lines in the sand have been drawn, and we are choosing sides. And I've said this many times before on the program. I can't believe that this is being done over COVID, over a vaccine, over mask mandates. That's where, that's the dividing factor in the country is COVID-19. Can you, did you ever in your wildest dreams imagine that was going to be the case? Did you ever imagine 
that COVID and a virus and a mask and a vaccine would be the dividing lines on the ultimate downfall of this country because this is where it's leading unless we actually wake the hell up and understand what's going on. With the national federal government trying to mandate the vaccine for any company over 100 employees, we're seeing the pushback largely from all over the nation. We see pilots that are protesting and we're seeing flights actually canceled or delayed. We see the pilots union suing the federal government. We see states putting up their barriers and actually signing their own state legislation, trying to make them sanctuaries to make it defaulted and uh, and make it null and void in their states. We have firefighters in L.A. that are saying, yeah, not doing this. We have police officers all over. Here's a headline from MSN right now. 40% of California state workers are unvaccinated against COVID-19 despite the order from the federal government and despite the order from Governor Gavin Newsom in the state of California. The COVID-19 vaccine rate is lower among California state workers than among the state's general population as fewer than two-thirds of state workers or roughly 62% have been vaccinated as of October 7th. That compares to the rate of roughly 72% of all Californians, according to state data. The employee data is incomplete, accounting for roughly 213,000 of the state's 238,000 employees. But the relatively low rate of identified so far suggests that many workers weren't moved by the order that was made back in July. That's interesting. If you had the state of California, state workers in California that are bulking at this and putting up their walls and pushing back against California, you know you have a serious issue. When people, This is going to be the, the line drawn in the sand when people say, whether you've got the vaccine or not, it's the principle of the mandated vaccine that's going to cause the issue here to where we're going to see the entire country shut down. The entire, I was listening to a different talk show host earlier today, and they made a great point. So I don't want to like just regurgitate what they had to say, but it does make a great point when you realize that that's why we see delays in trucking and distribution of goods. Why we see trucks and ships out in the harbors just waiting to be unloaded because we don't have enough people to do so. When we have restaurants that are shutting down left and right because people refuse to work, is it largely because of the quote unquote wage war? Yeah, kind of. But not really. If you've been on social programs for the last year and those get cut and you're not making as much money, you're going to go out and work and do whatever it takes to actually go out and work. While the left tries to say that it's because of a wage war and that we have better opportunities elsewhere. And that's why we saw 4 million people uh, quit their jobs in just a month ago. It's the wage war. People are going for better wages. Kind of. Partly, yes. At the same time, you're just happy to be working right now, especially my generation, the millennial generation. Uh, they've talked about our studies where we're okay making less money as long as we have a happier work environment. If we're properly taken care of, if we don't have a micromanagement type of boss or supervisor, if we could just live our life, do our thing, make sure our job's done, make sure it's done accordingly, we get the attaboy at the end of the day, then we're willing to take lesser pay than someone who's just out there to get the money. My generation's weird. Again, I apologize for it every single day. <laughs> because, you know, you're going to have rough work, work environments sometimes. That's just the law of the land. But some are going for that. So don't tell me it's only about a wage battle. It's COVID-19. It's the vaccine mandates. And when people are leaving in mass, then you know something's going on. At the same time, we got to give tribute to even the state of Washington. I know. That guy up there, that Yahoo of a governor up in the state of Washington, a state trooper videotapes his farewell because he quit working on the force because of the COVID-19 pandemic and the vaccine mandates. This is my final sign off um, after 22 years of 
serving the citizens of the state of Washington, um, being asked to leave because I am dirty. Um, numerous fatalities, um, injuries, I've worked sick, I've played sick. Um, we've buried lots of friends over these years. I'd like to thank you guys. I'd like to thank the um, citizens of Yakima County, as well as my fellow officers within the Valley. Without you guys, I wouldn't have been very successful and you've kept me safe and got me home to my family every night. Um, thank you for that. Um, wish I could say more, but um, this is it. So state 1034, this is the last time you'll hear me in a state patrol car. And Jay Inslee can kiss my ass. <laughs> Governor Jay Inslee, he can kiss my rear end. So the response is beautiful. Thank you for your 22 years and five months of service to the citizens of Washington State. You've taken on many roles in your time with the patrol. In your first year, you delivered a baby while on patrol in Bremerton. You've been a DRE, DRE instructor, certified technical specialist, and reconstructionist, peer support member, part of the chaplaincy board, and a CBD trooper. You've been a great role model and mentor for all young troopers serving in the area by sharing your knowledge and experience throughout the years. Thank you for your service. 1906. I'm telling you, this is the line drawn in the sand. When you call 911 and no one answers or responds to that call, then you're going to know. When you can't get the cat out of the tree or the house is burning down and firefighters don't turn out, you're going to know. When flights are delayed or completely canceled, when there's no food in the grocery stores because there's no distribution, when the processing plants are shut down because there's enough people that say, uh-uh, I'm not taking the government mandate and I'm walking away from my job, then you'll know how strong our voice actually is. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program, and here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online, helping you defend and preserve this great Republic.
You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. You know, I have to admit, there is a drastic change in society regarding this mandate thing. And again, it's not about whether you want to get the vaccine or not want to get the vaccine. It's about your choice there. It's about whether you're being forced to do so or not. And I remember way back when, when like, you know, the 60s, 70s and the hippies and the in the revolt and the protests against the war and all that. I remember during that time, not personally because I wasn't there, but I remember seeing that mentality and hearing about that mentality of people that actually cared about protesting against the establishment, against the uh, against the system, fighting the system, rage against the machine, right? For those that know that band, they're a terrible band, but nonetheless, uh, it's, it's a decent point. And now that side or that mentality is really gone. I don't know that we've really understood how to really fight or take a stand or draw that line in the sand. We're starting to. We're starting to with pilots walking away, and we're seeing the pilot industry and the airline industry go down. We see cops walking away. We see firefighters walking away. We see doctors and nurses walking away. They're the ones making the stand. While at the same time, the younger generation that feels like they're the wicked you know, fighters trying to change the world and make it a better place, and I'm going to use the example of, let's say, the Bernie Sanders types, you know, peace and love for everybody, and let's go out and support Bernie Sanders and socialism for all so we can just all be the same and all be together, man. That sounds cool, but when it comes down to it, they're the ones going with the establishment, aren't they? Uh, here's a headline from Town Hall News, the Coachella Music Festival. If uh, Now, I've never been to Coachella. I'm not a fan of really like any of the music that's at Coachella, but it's a major festival. It's kind of like the Woodstock of our time. Major music festival with all that type of music. All the ones wearing the crazy colors and doing the stuff and the rave kind of thing. Uh, would be an experience for sure, just not personally my flavor there. The Coachella Music Festival is requiring attendees to be vaccinated against COVID-19. Uh, well, they were. They've just recently changed it. And now, according to Town Hall and the Surprise Move, the Coachella Valley Music Arts Festival will no longer require 2022 attendees to be fully vaccinated. But imagine, if you will, for a second... The ones that are about that side, about fighting the establishment, we don't like Republicans, we don't like the old rich guys that's running things, we don't like the property, oh, this system's based on systematic racism, we're going to fight the system. They're the ones that are just like, okay, we're going to go and actually get vaccinated. Speaking of the band Rage Against the Machine, Tom Morello, the singer for Rage Against the Machine, I don't like the style, don't like the band, just my personal taste, whatever, um, as being fighting the system, They've been the ones that if you're going to tour around and go to go to shows, you need to be vaccinated in order to go to the concert to see them. At the same time, he's now going to be a, a contributor to the New York Times newsletter, which I find interesting. That one, according to Substack.com, where he's now going to be a contributor to New York Times. Again, I thought you were fighting the system. I thought you were fighting against the establishment, against the entire system that includes, by the way, the mainstream media. You're against all of it. You're fighting against that grain. You're going on your own path. You're treading your own ground. But now the singer of Rage Against the Machine with songs like Fight the Power, you're now subscribing to it, and you're actually a contributor to the New York Times, and you're telling people to get vaccinated to go to your shows. Where did the movements go? <laughs> where did it go? Where was? Where's the outcry of saying, I'm taking a stand, and I'm either leaving my job or I'm not going to this concert, I'm not supporting, I'm not buying your products, I'm taking the stand and not doing this unless you actually let me have a choice to do what I want to do. I have a concert coming up in a couple of weeks. I am scared to death that they're going to mandate the vaccine because if they do, I'm not going. And this is a band that's from a really, really far place away. 
the Ukraine. It's a band that's been a bucket list item for me for a very long time. But if they mandate the vaccine for me to go, I will not attend. And I will miss my bucket list opportunity to see two of these bands, by the way. One of the openers is another one I want to see really bad. That I, I will not go to the concerts because I will not subscribe to that because I believe in my own personal choice. And you can say whether, Andy, just get the vaccine, just do it. I'm not giving in. I'm not doing it. And I feel sad because I'm going to miss out if they make that happen. But where the, the people that fought the system, that fought against the establishment, whatever they tell us to do is a wrong thing, man. Where are those people? Because while they say fight the power and fight the system, they're buying into it and saying, if you don't go along with this, then you're horrible, dirty, filthy human beings in society. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. When Reason Meets Radio. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Reason, common sense, rationale. That's what we try to promote here on the program all over the place. Welcome back into the show. Trying to cram that 10 pounds of reason into that 5-pound bag. Trying to rebrand the millennial generation one radio listener at a time. We are on multiple radio stations, multiple TV stations, live streaming, podcasting. By the way, just to give you an update, I have been working so hard. I was looking forward to the weekend to try and get some rest. Yeah, that didn't happen. I've been working so hard on the home studio with the Hoosier Media Network and all the projects we have going on on the side, and I'm really excited. I cannot release anything yet, but it's getting so close, so be prepared because there's some really cool stuff coming your way here relatively soon. Until then, you can always find us on our live stream on our social media, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch.tv, Instagram, TikTok, and OurFreedomBook.com. All of it with the handle at Hoosier Reason and, of course, the website at HoosierReason.com. All right, I want to get right to our guest. Excited to have him on the program. Uh, so we've been talking about this push for this mandate on the vaccine, but I don't know if you remember now. Let's go all the way back when to, like, late 2019, early 2020. I know it's hard for some because in the world of politics especially, we seem to have a limited memory to what we can remember. And then when we do remember it, it seems to get manipulated by the other side. And I just don't know why. But let's go all the way back and figure out why this has all happened, why we saw an economy come to a standstill, why we're seeing to the point now where we're being tested with federalism, federal versus states' rights, why we're being tested to whether to decide to get the mandated vaccine or whether you stand up for it and walk away from your job if that's what you have to do and find something else. Where did this all come from? And was this the original plan since the beginning? Uh, It's an interesting conversation with our next guest. He is the former executive vice president of Fox News, also author of the new book, Of Course They Knew, 
excited to have on the program John Moody with us here. John, how are you, my friend? Very well, Andy, and your news sounds exciting, too. Can't wait to hear about it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's exciting stuff. we got a lot of stuff going on uh, with our network. But let's talk about this book for a second, because I, I love going back to the origins so we can maybe understand what actually happened here. It, there, it, to, the fact that we're a year and a half away, almost two years from this actually happening originally, and we still have issues about the origin of this virus with the Wuhan lab or someone eating a bat or something or getting into our food. Why is this such an issue? And do you think that there are people that actually know where this originally came from? Sure, there are. They're called Chinese. Um, yeah, I mean, we have allowed ourselves to be manipulated, to be lied to, to be ordered what to say and what to say about the virus. Um, remember, we're not even allowed to call it the Wuhan flu or the China virus, which is what it is. No, the World Health Organization ordered us all to say it's COVID. COVID is sort of a generic name that doesn't mean anything to anybody, and therefore it was acceptable. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, the virus started at the Chinese uh, uh, virology lab in Wuhan. It's a seven-story building in Wuhan. And I believe, I believe that it was transported from that laboratory uh, to the Wuhan wet market, where animals are sold live and dead for preparation in food. Why is there so much? Why is there such a big cover-up for this? Is it the Chinese? Is it our government? Is it Fauci and the CDC or the FDA? I mean, who's trying to say no? Don't look at this. You can't call it the China virus. You can't call it the Wuhan lab. You can't say any of this. It's just we don't really know. I mean, who's trying to actually cover it up and for what purpose? Well, that's a great question. It started being a cover-up from China's point of view. They didn't want to take responsibility for it. And in fact, one of the Communist Party uh, websites that uh, uh, was there in 2019 said that it was started by the U.S. military and dropped over Wuhan by a low-flying U.S. military plane. Now, I'm not a war historian, but I don't think there have been many U.S. warplanes flying low over China recently. <laughs> so, you know, they, they wanted to shift the blame. They, they didn't want to take responsibility. The people in Wuhan, Wuhan's a big place, 11 million people, which a lot of folks don't know. You know, the authorities there, they locked down tight. They, they boarded people's houses up. They wouldn't let them travel, yeah. but they would let them go out of the country. They would let people from Wuhan get on planes and go around the world and pass this virus around. They knew what they were doing. Sure. Uh, yeah, they knew what was going on. Now, the big question as well, in, and we've seen Senator Rand Paul make some comments on this in the committees, is how much did Fauci know and were we funding this lab? Because that's the other part of this is that we were somehow involved with it, that Fauci knew about it, was funding part of this lab to research this stuff, and that's when it got out. Is that true? I don't know. I, I wish I did. Uh, if I did, I'd have a whole another book to write. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but uh, Dr. Fauci's institute uh, certainly was having collaboration with Chinese scientists uh, about viruses, about virology. That's what he does. Um, whether they financed it or not, I, you know, I'd like to look into the, into the expense accounts and see where the money went. Yeah. But what you have to remember is if you're dealing with Chinese scientists, you are actually dealing with the Chinese Communist Party. There is no difference between them. Sure. China is the party and the party is China. Yeah, well, that's very true. And they have an agenda, which takes us to today. Was this part of the plan from China? I mean, I just saw a headline last week that China has officially surpassed the United States on economic growth because, well, obviously, we spent the last year just doing bailouts and giving giving everybody checks, additional COVID-19 benefits. So while we've kind of shrunk ourselves and now we see the headline from the month of what August, September, where we saw four million people leave the workforce because 
I think it's because of COVID mandates. I think that they say it's because of wage wars or whatever. Whatever the issue is, we're struggling to get back on our feet economically, and they're already open. They're having concerts. They're having festivals. Things are happening again. They're just forgetting all about it. They're surging, and they've surpassed us economically. Was this the end goal for the country of China? Well, it certainly wasn't something they were afraid of. Uh, you have to remember, uh, as I said, they locked down very hard, and then they came back before any other country did. And so you're absolutely right. Their, eco- their economy is surging. Uh, their people's lives are pretty much back to normal. You don't see them being told to wear masks. And by the way, this is a, this is a virus that was created in China, exported by China. And what's the best way to get to protect yourself from it? Buy a mask that's made in China. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's called business creating business. It's a pretty <laughs> smart model. It, our government does that very well, too, creating a problem in the private market and be like, I guess we need to be here to solve it. I, I, I see a trend on a lot of um, establishment mindsets, aren't there? Well, yeah. Look, here's the problem with, with government mandating things. If a company wants to do it, that's up to them. But if the government does it, yeah. that's social engineering. They're trying to tell us how to live our lives, what we have to do, and what we have to do to be a good person. China has a wonderful system called social calendar marking. And what they do is they give you a grade depending on how loyal you prove yourself to be to the Communist Party of China. Sure. I don't want to, I don't want to make a, an exact parallel, but we're now being you know, yelled at and screamed at and called, called terrible things if we don't wear a mask, if we don't get a vaccine. It's a starting to sound like social grading to me. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. We're talking with John Moody, former executive vice president of Fox News, author of the new book, Of Course They Knew. Let's talk about the media aspect of this. Do you think, uh, from your experience in media, in news with Fox and seeing some of the other outlets as well, do you think that they've done their quote-unquote journalistic duties of investigating this stuff? Or, like you said, do they already know about all this? They know about where it came from. They just refuse to report on it because, well, we don't want to tell the mass public about this. Well, I, th- I think there's two answers to that. One, I'm going to leave Fox off the off the answer for a moment. Then sure. I'll say something about them specifically. But the mainstream media, and we all know what that is, the, the three networks, CNN, the New York Times, the Washington Post, et cetera. When, when the virus was first identified as coming from Wuhan, the World Health Organization, which is an arm of the United Nations, said, you can't call it Wuhan flu or China virus. That will upset the Chinese. Call it covid and the mainstream media rolled over like a dog that's just been hit in the road, put all four feet up in the air and said, yes, sir, yes, sir, we'll do exactly what you tell us. And that's where you got the COVID thing. So you're not allowed to call it that Wuhan flu anymore. Fox News was pretty tough on this. They fought back. Uh, I mean, I think after two years, they they have had to uh, uh, make some concessions yeah. talking about. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Fox has been a leader in in trying to alternate um, explanation for what's going on. Sure. Uh, Last question before we let you go. I know you're busy and I appreciate the time very much. It's John Moody, former executive vice president of Fox News, author of the new book, Of Course They Knew. Uh, Let's talk about moving forward here. Are we too far down the rabbit hole to begin fighting some of this with the mandates, with the the economic turmoil that we've had, with the trillions of dollars we've spent on COVID-19 relief? Are we too far down the rabbit hole or with people leaving, with Delta and Southwest Airlines that are shutting down flights, with uh, police officers and firefighters that are starting to walk away from jobs that they've had for 20, 30 years because of these mandates, are we waking up just in time to say enough is enough and it's time for us to get back to normal? Well, I'll I'll tell you, uh, we're far enough down the rabbit hole that I can't see the rabbit's ears and I can't see its cottontail anymore. Uh, But there is some light at the end of the tunnel here. 
China is experiencing terrible, terrible energy shortages. There are rolling blackouts in Shanghai and Beijing, the two biggest cities. Uh, they are not able to power their factories uh, to the extent that they have to. And they also have this enormous real estate scandal called Evergrande. So China's got some big problems. And if this administration knew what it was doing, they would try to uh, use those to America's advantage. That's interesting. That's a, So they could be trying to partner up with us a little bit more, which could help our economy just a little bit. I know Biden doesn't want to drill any more oil on our front, but if we could actually give them a little bit more energy, I'm sure that that would uh, help out, I guess, both of us in the long run. But I don't know. I just don't trust the guys. I don't know how we can continue to work with China as much as we do. They, they have this energy crisis going, and what they announced to the whole world is we need more power. So what are we going to do? We're going to import more coal. Mm. Now, I don't know how they get away with that because I haven't heard Greta Thunberg out there saying anything bad about the Chinese. <laughs> but 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 they are using coal to try to get over this immediate energy crisis of theirs, and nobody's calling them on it. Yeah. Oh, what a crazy predicament we're in. John Moody, former exec for uh, VP of Fox News. Of course, they knew. Is the book going? Find it on Amazon, other places as well. Find him on the social media, John Moody as well. John, we're out of time, my friend. I appreciate it very, very much. I'd love to get you back on the show again soon. Anytime, Andy. Good luck with Hoosier. Hey, appreciate that very much. Lots of good stuff coming up. All right, we'll take a break. When we come back, we'll uh, break some of that down. China being the major issue. They knew what's going on. They've now surpassed us in the economy. They know what's up. The question is, are we going to be bright enough to recognize that they know so that way we can counter them and start actually getting ahead in the game that is the wonderful world of chess and the world of politics? We'll do that when we come back. Stay here. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier Holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program. And here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online helping you defend and preserve this great republic. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at network at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at hoosierreason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at network at gmail.com or find our contact information at hoosierreason.com.
You're listening to the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. Wrapping up for the day today. Thanks again to John Moody coming on the program. Great interview there. We'll have to get him back on the show. It is kind of surprising. You know, remember all the way back during the campaign of 2020, and we heard all the comments about how Joe Biden's working with the Russians and the, the Chinese and how he was the big guy and his son, Hunter Biden, was actually handling all the finances and got to pay the big guy his money. And he was working with China. And uh, of course, the media tried to downplay it. Everybody tried to downplay it, whether it's true or not, which there is more evidence coming out each and every day that it is true. But whether it's true or not. Who's benefiting from all this right now? I mean, let's really throw that into the mix here, shall we? They don't care. Joe Biden, the Democrats, the left-wing media doesn't give a rat's you-know-what on whether you are actually working or not. If you don't work in the economy slow, that gives them an opportunity to say, well, look, the economy's not back from COVID yet. Guess we need to do another bailout. We'll extend some Medicare and Medicaid. We'll extend some Social Security benefits. We'll do some additional unemployment. We'll do some child tax credits. That'll be great. They want you to let yourself go. They want the labor force to be down. They've created the monster. They've thrown the wrench in the system. They've allowed it to implode, and they sit back and smile and say, oh, oh, guess we can come in and be the great saviors of the day, the knight in shining armor riding the great white horse so everybody oohs and ahs as they waltz in trying to save the day. That's the government right now. So while we try to take a stand and we say, hey, I'm not going to get the vaccine. I'm not going to get, you know, go along with the mandate. I'm going to step aside. They're like, oh, darn. Look at that. EMS calls, 911 calls are being delayed because not as many people in the workforce. Ah, they're just not back from COVID. They're really uncomfortable with COVID. I guess we better start giving out some more unemployment benefits. It's exactly what they've done. Are we smart enough to realize that? I hope to God, and you know these lawsuits are going to come through, and they're going to beat the federal government while Jen Psaki tries to come out and say, no, 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 you know, it's not going to. Federal mandates trump it, right? Well, we know uh, that federal law uh, overrides state law. Yeah, that's someone who has no understanding of federalism in any way, shape, or form, because that's just not true. But when we tried to dialogue and address these issues, they love to, again, not address the specific issue, but do the generalization, build the scarecrow, build something that they can attack, build the straw man, attack the straw man, and call the straw man the issue because they kind of summarize everything that they despise. They love to do that. Remember the sheriff we read about last week, the sheriff down in Arizona, trying to stop illegal immigrants coming into his county, doing his thing, enforcing the law. And the media's like, well, what laws he's enforcing? I don't know the laws on the books. Oh, yeah, the straw man. He was anti-vax, spoke at an anti-vaccine rally. He believed in the uh, the riots on January 6th, the mostly peaceful protests. Like, he was just the epitome of everything they despised. Joe Rogan's the other one. Obviously, he was in the news lately because of him getting COVID, taking the ivermectin, the media going after him for taking a horse dewormer, which is stupid. But again, they generalize him. They build him up as the scarecrow, as the false prophet, and then attack him as such because they can't go after you, the mass general public, and say, why is it that 20% of the population, 30% of the population is not getting the vaccine? Why is it that you're just fighting this so hard? Why can't you just do what we tell you to do? Then we can all live happily ever after. Why don't you just submit to authorita? Because they can't do that. They can't call you all stupid, although Hillary Clinton did, and that's why she lost an election when she said you're deplorables. Joe Biden did, and I don't know how he still got into office when he called everybody a bunch of idiots when he can't you know, do anything himself. But nonetheless, they have to generalize. There was a new attack on Joe Rogan 
with this whole ivermectin thing as CNN's Don Lemon tried to double down on the whole ivermectin remarks from Joe Rogan. If you didn't know, he had Sanjay Gupta, the CNN doctor, on the podcast for Joe Rogan and talked about it. And, and Sanjay Gupta even admitted, he's like, yeah, you know, they went a little far saying that you're just taking a bunch of dewormer and that you're an idiot and don't know what you're doing. When Joe Rogan literally said, I'm, I'm doing what my doctor told me to do, I took it along with all the different uh, the vitamins and different supplements that I take and all the health regimens and drinking all the water that I do and being all the healthy things that I do. Like, they admitted. The doctor from CNN admitted that Joe Rogan was doing the right thing. And then Don Lemon comes on. He's like, well, the, vi- the, the ivermectin is used in dewormer. So therefore, it's not a lie. It's true. He's taking dewormer. That's how stupid it is. At the same time, Ben Askren said that uh, we need to question Joe Rogan's authority as a journalist. Don't know if you know much about Joe Rogan. He's not a journalist. He is a podcaster and a commentator. He's an opinion guy. He's not a journalist. But this is, again, the generalization. The journalism is dead because Joe Rogan's not taking the vaccine. Joe Rogan promotes other options other than the vaccine. We need to question his authority as a journalist. I think the last time he got hit in the head and got knocked out by two idiots that couldn't fight their way out of a fluffy bear contest. Uh, I think he got hit a little too hard and doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. But this is where it's at. The Scarecrow arguments. Get ready for them because they're coming even more so later on. That does it for us today. Podcast up in a bit. Back at it tomorrow for The Voice Reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. We'll see you on the radio tomorrow. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do.